And good evening to all. This is indeed Extension 720. And yes, election and the election is the theme for tonight. There are no guests, though in fact I've got a visitor in the studio who I may put on for a while who may have some interesting observations about the way in which we Americans elect our presidents. Uh, He being from Australia, of all places. But basically, this is a night for you. And therefore, instantly I pronounce the phone number, which, if you're a regular listener, is well known to you, 312-591-7200. Why? Now, because directly we return after the update on the news, we want to hear from listeners who've got a stump speech to deliver in favor of one or another candidate. Or as I said in the little squib I wrote on our webpage, or rather on our Facebook page earlier, the one or the other, or the third or the fourth. There are yet other candidates for the presidency. There is, of course, the Libertarian. And good evening to all. This is indeed Extension 720. And yes, election and the election is the theme for tonight. There are no guests, though in fact I've got a visitor in the studio who I may put on for a while, who may have some interesting observations about the way in which we Americans elect our presidents. Uh, he being from Australia, of all places. But basically, this is a night for you. And therefore, instantly I pronounce the phone number, which, if you're a regular listener, is well known to you, 312-591-7200. Why? Now, because directly we return after the update on the news, we want to hear from listeners who've got a stump speech to deliver in favor of one or another candidate. Or as I said in the little squib I wrote on our webpage or rather on our Facebook page earlier, the one or the other, or the third or the fourth. There are yet other candidates for the presidency. There is, of course, the Libertarian candidate. There is uh, the Green candidate, and yet others. We really want to hear from you with your authentic and your uh, reasoned uh, commendation of either Governor Romney or of President Obama for the next term. Two hours available to us. 312-591-591. 7,200, you favor one of the candidates, tell us why. Try to persuade others that uh, they ought to vote the way you're going to vote. I may intrude if only to ask you, how did you vote last time? That is a matter of some interest. Are you staying loyal to the candidate or the party that you voted for last time, or are you shifting? 312-591-7200. The lines are open. Some of them are buzzing already. Others are available to you. Move quickly. And if you don't get through it first, uh, but hit the busy signal, then, of course, the proper strategy is to try again right after we say goodnight to a prior caller. But right now, we still await more people who will ultimately turn out to be prior callers. And with that, and with a repetition of the phone number for a last time at this moment, 312-591-7200, we go to the WGN Newsroom. Extension 720 with Milt Rosenberg from the Allstate Studios in Chicago on 720 WGN. And now here we are, just us chickens, as it were, Uh, you and me. And what we're interested in is hearing from you about, essentially, your preferences in the presidential race and who you will vote for tomorrow and, more important than merely registering that, why you are voting for him Uh, assuming you're not voting for the Green candidate, uh, that presidential candidate is female. All the others are male. Uh, We've got lots of room available on the board, and we're going to be staying with the phones all through the evening. Your basic uh, assignment is, if you accept it, and I trust that and hope that lots of people will, is uh, to tell us who you're going to vote for and tell us 
what considered reasons you would put forward to others whom you want to persuade. And indeed, you can do some actual electioneering right now. You're not standing outside the voting booth, you're, but we're all going to the voting booths tomorrow. So you can electioneer to your, your fellow listeners, your fellow radio listeners, and tell them why they should be voting for Obama or why they should be voting for Romney or why they should be voting against Obama or against Romney. Uh, we've got two lines taken right now, and three are open and available. I need a lot of help from and a lot of assistance from our good listeners. So get in there right now. 312-591-7200 is where you reach us, as you well know. 312-591-7200. And a special word to listeners in the nearby states. Surely in Wisconsin, which is supposedly a battleground state, and surely in Iowa, another neighboring state which seems to be uh, in a tie, and surely from Ohio, where I used to live once a long time ago, and where uh, supposedly everything depends upon uh, whether who gets the vote out in what number. Uh, it may well be the case that the country will go as Ohio goes tomorrow. We shall see. I wonder whether we'll know by tomorrow night when we bring our A-team together to interpret uh, the way the election has worked out. It may well be that the election will not have worked out by the time we get the air at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. All of that said, we now have all of our lines filled. If you're trying to reach us, you're not getting through, but do please try again right after we say goodnight to a prior caller. And we will go now to the first caller, that one being Frank, who joins us at WGN Radio. Good evening, sir. Hi, Milt. This is Frank. And your intention... Tomorrow, when you walk into the voting booth, is what? To vote for Barack Obama. Tell me why. Um, if I have a minute, I can like to give you several reasons. I'd Please like do. Yes. Electioneering. Um, first of all, he has a grassroots approach. He believes firmly in education. We've got to get people back to education. We've got to get the kids fully educated. The other countries are way ahead of us in education and technology. The second thing is Barack Obama wants the future. He's already instituted a lot of technology, especially in alternate energy like wind energy and solar energy. We need to continue forward in that level of technology. Um, now, t- tell me, just as a matter of simple surveying, uh, think back to f- uh, almost four years ago. Uh, how did you vote in the last presidential election? I was a Barack Obama um, uh, voter. And basically you're you're of the Democratic party disposition, are you? Well, I'm, I'm kind of a mixed bag, honestly, but um, I, I wish we had the better ability in our primaries to vote freely that way, but um, uh, Barack has got my vote, and um, I, I truly believe that he cares, he cares more about uh, more people, and mm-hmm. not just certain levels of people, um, and I think he's just better at caring more about more people. Well, you've, um, excellent. You've given us a clear statement of your views, and you've done it well. I thank you, sir, for the call. Thank you, Mel. Keep up the good work. It's a good show. Thank you, sir. And quickly to the next caller, that would be Charlotte, who joins us at WGN Radio. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening. Um, I'm voting for Mitt Romney tomorrow. Uh, liberty is the issue or the reason. Uh, religious Liberty, uh, the mandate coming from the 2,700-page health care takeover, uh, government going too far, 
uh, violating uh, religious freedom of, of Catholic institutions, schools, charities, hospitals, uh, and also Catholic businessmen. Um, you know what that is, of course. Uh, the Also the growth of government, the bureaucrats. I'm reading in the in- Investor's Business Daily that regulations under Barack Obama are four times the size of regulations under George Bush. Bureaucrats, unelected, expensive to uh, pay for, running our lives. And how did you vote four years ago? Uh, I've been conservative, I always, and I voted for George Bush. Um, but I, four I years think, ago you would have voted for McCain. Excuse me, McCain, of course. Yeah. I, but I have been a conservative. Mm-hmm. I believe in the Tenth Amendment. There are certain responsibilities of the federal government, but they are not education. That belongs to the uh, local school boards and the state. Uh, so uh, I don't like the idea of Washington uh, being involved in our schools, this common curriculum. Um, do you want me to continue? Yes, or? please. Go ahead. Um, the huge, massive bills passed under this president, from Dodd-Frank to uh, the 2,700-page health care bill to the uh, stimulus bill, uh, $800 billion. Where does all that money go? Whoever read these bills, uh, it's, it's irresponsible and uh, pushed through basically by one party without cooperation. Uh, and that Congress that pushed all this through is now uh, out of office. Uh, two years later, they were voted out of office. And we're stuck with this takeover, nationalization of our health care. Unless Romney wins and undoes, if not all of so-called Obamacare, undoes some of the provisions that particularly disturb people like you. Yes. Well, you'd have to take the Senate also. Uh, and that is difficult uh, at this time. Um, unfortunately, two years ago, only a third of the Senate was up for vote. Yeah. Well, that's always the case every two, every two years, only a third. Thank you so much for the call. You've uh, spoken well, as did our first caller. So we've had a clear uh, statement of uh, the, some arguments in favor of Obama, some arguments in favor of Romney. And undoubtedly, this will continue as we continue through the remaining one hour and 45 minutes uh, for the program. 312-591-7200. At the moment, all the lines are indeed taken. I do need to remind you that you can also get to us via email, wherever you are in the world listening over the Internet, or even if you're in Chicago and want to use the email instead of uh, the phone. The email address, extension720 at wgnradio.com. Extension 720, as one word, at wgnradio.com. I see one phone line available again. That's 312-591-7200. Right back to our callers and to their electioneering. Uh, very close to the uh, to the voting place, um, but because you're all going to the voting place tomorrow, I do trust. Right back to our callers and to our phoners after this. Extension 720 with Milt Rosenberg on 720 WGN. And we will continue directly with our survey of how people are thinking and what they are intending with regard to the crucial electoral action that uh, they will take tomorrow. Um, It is interesting, though, to speculate or to note uh, 
that if you're voting in Illinois, you probably uh, don't expect that your vote will count very largely in determining which of the two presidential candidates gets elected because we are told by all the uh, supposedly informed people that it's a shoo-in in Illinois for Barack Obama. It may well be. But on the other hand, congressional races uh, and senatorial races are still of great significance. Um, and who knows? It's even conceivable that Barack Obama could lose Illinois. It's conceivable as a probability one in a thousand, but not very likely. Uh, perhaps I wish it were more likely. It's time for me to note, in fact, as regular listeners to this program well know, that I am not totally neutral and totally uh, uh, open to all possibilities. So maybe you can persuade me as well. But it is my intention to vote for Governor Romney tomorrow. Uh, and I say that simply as a matter of uh, being honest with you, though I will not impose my views upon you tonight, as sometimes I do. <clears throat> tonight we're interested in your views, and let's give them full expression. Uh, on the phones, 312-591-7200. And next up is Gary, who joins us at WGN Radio. Good evening, sir. Yes, sir. I'm uh, from Missouri, and I'm a Republican. I've been a Republican for several years. Are you calling from Missouri, sir? Yes. Whereabouts? From St. Louis. Good. Go ahead. And I'm uh, not voting Republican this time. I'm voting straight-ticket Democrat. Uh Uh-huh. How did you vote last? How did you vote last time? I voted for John McCain. Uh, I voted straight ticket Republican. So what happened? Well, I don't want to vote for Romney, and I'm afraid if I vote for all the same people I voted for last time and Congress and everything, that it would just give him more power if he wins. So I have to vote straight ticket against him to try to weaken him, his stance if he does win. But explain why you don't want to vote for Romney. Well, I years ago, I, I attended the Institute of Ministry down in Bradenton, Florida. And while I was there, uh, there were some Mormons that had quit the Mormon church that had uh, started telling us about how uh, the Mormon faith was. And one of the things, <laughs> and... You know, he may be a great man, but I tell you uh, that there's the third level of Mormonism. Uh, they believe that they can actually become gods and that the solar system is so big and vast that they can all have their own um, solar system and be gods and things. And I cannot vote for a man that thinks that someday he might be a god. And that's the only reason. I can't believe that the... Uh, that this hadn't hit the news big time because <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know about it. Well, but my whole family um, mm-hmm. on both sides, everybody feels the same way. We're all Republicans voting straight tickets. Yeah. Well, that's a very interesting note that you uh, put into uh, the mix tonight. Uh, I'm um, uh, I'm not unaware of that view. I will tell you that uh, in my own conversation with. Mormon, quote, intellectuals, and there are many of them, uh, they uh, don't necessarily take that particular theological doctrine, which was formulated uh, almost a century ago, uh, as uh, as seriously or literally intended. Uh, and perhaps others do. But uh, that's a, a matter of some theological disputation and 
complex qualification within a Mormon dialogue, so to speak. Still, you're quite right. Uh, there is such a doctrine as God was, man is, uh, or rather as, do I have this right? It's in a well-known formula. Um, as, as man is, God was. As God is, man may become. Not all Mormons at all become gods, but it is possible for uh, a male Mormon who has perfected himself and is perfected through all the stages of the afterlife to ultimately uh, ascend to the role of the godhood elsewhere in the universe. So you're not wrong on that theologically. I don't know that I would take it. But then if you take all the serious uh, theological uh, content of Judaism, of Islam, or of Christianity, and examine whether you watch as a president somebody who holds all of that with fundamentalist authority and conviction, you might have similar difficulties. I thank you, sir, for the call. Very interesting contribution indeed. 312-591-7200. David is next. Good evening. You're on the air. David, are you there? David, going once, going twice. And we'll try David again. David, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Please go ahead. No. Okay, no. Can I write in? What's that? Can I write in a candidate? I kind of Lisa Rice. Oh, I see. I, I like her. Uh, can I still... I take half a vote away. I don't know how that works, but I can still write in a candidate. Oh, you probably right? can tomorrow. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Not that Paulson. I could have done him, but I did him years ago. Uh-huh. So, but no. And so does that... How does that work? Uh, I take a half a point away from Romney, and I take a Obama... And, how does that work? Well, I'm going to show up. I'm going to vote. Who would you otherwise have voted for if you hadn't conceived of voting for Condoleezza Rice? I, we need a third party. I, I, I'm divided. They're both good guys, I think. And Condi's good. She dropped out. And I don't know. I'm divided. So I can go and write in a vote, right? Well, essentially, you're not voting. So you, you you make it some personal pleasure out of inscribing no, no, the name no. of Condoleezza Rice. Away, does it take away one half from one and one half from another? So it just it's an equal vote. Yes, it does in that sense, to be sure. Yeah, that's all. Now I got my daughters. I have four. I said, go out and vote. Vote for whoever you want. But why would you like Condoleezza I, I Rice? Hold on a minute. Though. Hold on. Why would you really want Condoleezza Rice to be president of the United States? She speaks a bunch of languages. She's articulate. Uh, I, I'd hate to see her take that job. But she, I think she's really good at what she does, and she dropped out of it. I'm not Republican. I was grown as a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Democrat, Dayon, I hate but Chicago. God love it. Okay. You know? Well, sir, well, thank you for the call, but it isn't all that relevant to our uh, real interest tonight, because obviously Condoleezza Rice is not a candidate and will not be the next president of the United States. Uh, and we'll go on to the next caller, that one being Bob, who joins us at WGN Radio. Good evening, sir. Uh, might that be me, Dr. Rosenberg? Yes, sir. I think it is. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm uh, voting not for the incumbent. That means, obviously, Governor Romney... First off, 
I'm unhappy with the way things have gone for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, for longer than that, but that might involve my own self. Okay. If you, this is open change, well, fine. I don't think you're that naive or anywhere near it. Um, I don't know where the jobs are, but to me, I mean, all I can say is the economy being in tetters. Um, I now, I mean, I'm beyond looking for a job. Okay, I mean, because I'm collecting Social Security. But uh, when you said that Illinois is a foregone conclusion, okay, does that extend to the other 49 states? I mean, uh, I was listening to uh, another one pundit show. Was it Sunday night? And actually, two of them. I don't. They may have been. I thought a little bit optimistic predicted an electoral victory for the for Governor Romney. And I said, mm, I don't know. I mean, you won't find out till tomorrow or possibly if there's a replay of Bush Gore 2000, maybe a couple of days. I don't know. But I don't see... And you know, in 2000, it was more than a couple of days. It was about two weeks um, before the Supreme yeah. Court got finished with it all. Well, thanks for clarifying that. But I mean... I just, it just rubs me. It's just, I don't, maybe it's me. When I think of, you know, some of the shenanigans, I listen to Mark Levin, you know, on Friday night, and he plays America the Beautiful, which I think should be the national anthem, you know, by um, the master, Ray Charles. And then I think of, you know, some of this, right, what's this, sensationalism or showbiz stunts. Who is this? I don't know if I should say his name, Jeremiah Wright. I mean, he was actually in the, yeah, this is, they talk about, you know, the power, you know, of association. To me, I associate that preacher and his damning America with the incumbent. I mean, I will not vote for the incumbent. I mean, if nothing else, even if he does not wind up, and I, you know, victorious, and I have some serious misgivings about Governor Romney, you know, some of his views seem to be a little anti-delusion, I mean, but if I still, I still think he's still better, and I don't know what kind of chief executive he'll make, but I mean, if nothing else, it will give me graping privileges. Well, clearly you've uh, struggled with this one a bit, and you've given us a very, um, uh, a very revealing and uh, honest account of where your struggle has led you. And I thank you, sir, for the call. And I thank all those who are still waiting online. We'll get to you almost directly. We will get to you directly, one after another. There is one line available. No, now it is taken. But remember, you can also reach us via email. The email address, extension720 at wgnradio.com. Right now, to the WGN Newsroom for an update. Extension 720 with Milt Rosenberg on 720 WGN. And here's an email from a listener uh, down in Missouri, and he heads it, the subject line is, The bigot from St. Louis is a perfect Democrat voter. And then the text, Good evening, Milt. I'm from St. Joseph, Missouri, and will vote straight Republican ticket to offset that jerk. Have a pleasant remainder of your evening. Kind regards. Uh, well, there are differences of view on these matters in the state of Missouri, obviously. 
312-591-7200. Our phone number as we go to the next caller, that being Al. Good evening. You're on the air. Hi, Mel. How you doing? Just fine, sir. Go ahead. Well, I, uh, I already have voted. I voted for Barack Obama, and I also did vote for Barack Obama in 2008. And you must have some reasons. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a numbers guy, a political junkie, and, um, you know, I, I follow politics. I'm 44 now. Uh, Ronald Reagan was one of the first uh, politicians that actually got me interested. But I, I, I was initially interested when he was talking about, you know, the big bloated deficits that Carter was leaving us and, you know, passing this on to our children. And then I watched him, like, triple it. And uh, all the while we spoke about, you know, fiscal responsibility. So I always I grew up thinking Democrats were not fiscally responsible, Republicans were. And then I saw Bill Clinton take office after, after all the huge deficits that uh, Reagan and Bush both left us. I saw Clinton take office and actually turn a uh, first surplus that we had. And I don't know, I, I look back at charts and it, it, it had been since, I don't know, maybe the 1950s, 1960s, something like that. But so Bill Clinton, uh, what most people call a fiscally irresponsible Democrat, turned uh, our big deficit into a surplus. And we had a couple of years of that until George Bush came and he drove us into the largest deficits we had. And I don't know, I just, uh, all that, all that kind of stuff blew me out of the water. And it always, it surprises me when I hear, and it, it does seem to be the elderly, complaints about Obamacare. Uh, you know, and there, there's no higher socialist program in our country than Medicare and Social Security. But the one and thing that, I don't quite understand about your reasoning, um, if you're concerned about uh, the increase in the national debt, uh, the national debt has increased some five to six trillion uh, during the first during the the first term of, of Barack Obama. Surely that runs against your general uh, concern for parsimony in, in budgeting. You, you're absolutely right. Um, but if you, look at the, if you look at the deficit that he was handed off, it's the same deficit that he has today. It was, it was the, last, uh, the last deficit that George Bush passed on. It was $1.1 trillion, and that it's just continued now. So I, I can't say Obama... A lot of people like to say he doubled it, but that was the budget that he was left. We were left after the after the initial stimulus and the bailouts and all that, and the the, the wars, which even weren't even on the bank account or on the uh, on tab at that point. We were left with 1.1 trillion dollar deficit when Bush was walking out of office. So I don't I don't think Obama doubled it like a lot of people claim that, and I don't I don't I don't see it that way at all. And um, you know, what? I think a lot of this stuff they say half of this would disappear when when we finally let these Bush tax cuts expire uh, this year half of that deficit will disappear. Uh, well, it's not quite that simple, but I do thank you for the call uh, and strongly argued, if not uh, profoundly reasoned. Three one, and I mustn't let my partisanship show too much, but that's a little bit hasty, I would say. Though there are undoubtedly uh, good reasons that couldn't be adduced for supporting Barack Obama. Not by me, but by some of our other uh, well-informed listeners, to be sure. Three one two five nine one. 7,200. Next up, Eduardo. Good evening, sir. Eduardo, are you there? Yes, Mel. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, I already voted um, early voting, and I voted for Mr. Romney. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure if I'm going to be employed uh, come January, and my family that also do not have uh, very good jobs. Um, They're working somewhat part-time. And also, another reason is has to do with uh, 
this uh, Fast and Fierce and the Beganzi uh, attack, I don't feel it's gotten its uh, due in the media, and a lot of people are unaware of that. I feel this president has uh, misled us. Yes, um, that's an interesting late development, just as we've gone into the election. It's been, of course, it's been there as a phenomenon, as a problem, as a story not fully covered or reported, and the basis for various strange ploys uh, on on both the Democratic and the Republican side. But basically, uh, in Benghazi, four Americans were killed, even though warnings were uh, sent and requests were sent to Washington uh, in advance of those killings, at least in advance of the last two of those killings, and no action was taken. That is not an easy um, thing to forgive. I, I, I do agree. But I don't think it's had much, it's carried much weight in the election so far, though apparently it had some influence upon your vote. Though tell me, what was your vote four years ago? Uh, last four years is um, Mr. McCain. I did vote for uh, Mr. Clinton, so I have voted across uh-huh. party lines, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sir, for the call. Thank you. Glad to have heard from you. 312-591-7200. And Mark joins us now. Good evening, Mark. Hi, good evening, Milt. How are you, sir? Just fine. Please go ahead. I, I wanted to talk to you about some of the political gridlock we've been seeing in Congress, you know, and, and certainly everyone voting down party lines just seems to be gumming up the works, and it doesn't seem like we're able to make much progress as a whole. So when we talk about which candidate's going to move us forward or, you know, what Barack Obama has been able to do or what Mitt Romney could do, what's really disenfranchising for me, I'm a 30-year-old white guy from south side of Chicago, but I just don't identify with really either candidate simply because I don't see either one of them really making progress when both sides just seem more enamored with trying to get the win, trying to be the one that stays in office. How do we get past that? How do we, how do we adjust the system such that you know, we're able to move forward and not continue to see these same old things happen all the time? There's a great, great piece on 60 Minutes just this last weekend about the political gridlock and about, you know, the Democrats all getting together for lunch and, and rallying the troops and everyone starting to vote down, you know, any Republican uh, legislation that's been brought up just to make sure that they don't have anything that looks good and, and things like that. And it's pushing the moderates out of Congress. So when people say they want a third party, you know, and I would agree with that. I think that would do a lot to help balance us out. Um, it just doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen. It just seems like this is getting worse and worse and worse. And I I feel like I've seen deja, I've had deja vu for the last 12 years whenever it comes to vote. Well, these are very legitimate concerns. Indeed, we discussed all of this uh, just last night with uh, former Congressman Mickey Edwards. Did you happen to hear that conversation? I happened to miss it. I apologize. I do catch a show as often as possible, but I'd love to know what your thoughts were on it. Well, he's uh, he's a, a disenchanted former congressman. Uh, formerly a very strong conservative Republican, served for 16 years, since then has been teaching at Harvard and Princeton, and has written a book in which he argues that the parties are far too polarized and that the very political process tends to push them in that direction. And that, among other things, absolutely paralyzes Congress, which doesn't get its work done because it is no longer feasible to attempt uh, to construct serious compromise solutions to outstanding persisting national issues. You might want to check that one out on our website where uh, a podcast form of that program is, I believe, already available tonight. But tell me this, with those considerations in mind, how does that affect 
uh, your choice of a presidential uh, candidate tomorrow or doesn't or are you not going to vote? I am going to vote. I think it's important that despite, you know, your, your criticisms of the system that you, you don't abstain. I don't think that does anything to help your. So cause. who will you vote Perhaps. for? I've deliberated hard about this. I think I'm going to give Barack Obama my vote tomorrow just to try for four more years. Uh, I I don't think he's been able to accomplish much, but I do think he's been a strong leader. Um, And and I think Mitt Romney is a good man, too. I I don't see us. You know, what's sad is is the polarization of this election means that half the people are going to hate the winner regardless. You know, so I don't know. I don't feel good about the winner either way. I gather you voted for Obama four years ago, did you? Believe it or not, I haven't. I voted Republican in the last three elections, even ah. as an 18-year-old man. I mean, but um, I, I, I felt in 2008 when I voted for John McCain that, that Barack Obama had a strong message of change and hope and all these wonderful things. But I, I never saw any of those things really come to pass. And mostly, I think that's because of a lot of that political gridlock, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that's that's hard to say if, if, if what we were able to stop from happening was a good thing or a bad thing. And many of those things may never come to pass now. But... Um, you know, without moving forward, I don't know. I, it's, it's just it's really sad to see us in, in such a state of disrepair over this whole thing. Well, you've made a very interesting contribution. I thank you very much for the call, sir. Thanks for your time, Milton. And we will pause right now for the usual reasons. Quick round of commercials and right back to the phones. 312-591-7200. Extension 720 with Milt Rosenberg on 720 WGN. Uh, before we go back to the phones. Uh, I did mention as we began that uh, we've got a visitor in studio tonight. He's not the scheduled guest, but I've looked forward to meeting him for some time. He is an Australian gentleman, Mike Zarb by name, uh, and we've been hearing from Mike Zarb, Mike in Sydney, as he signs himself via email for, for probably some 10 years now, is it? 11 years. 11 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you've always got opinions, and they're always very well formulated. And uh, uh, you're visiting Chicago briefly, which is a great delight for us, and we had dinner. But uh, I'm very interested in how you react, one, to the calls you've heard tonight, and more broadly, because I know you're very interested in American politics, maybe more than in Australian politics. Uh, so and you've been in the country for the last week or so. So what are your general thoughts about America at this choice point? Milt, um, it, firstly, it's a very surreal uh, experience to to be here speaking with you because um, I have listened to you for for over a decade and to be in the same room uh, speaking to you is a pleasure. Um, My impressions is is that uh, like the rest of America, the food, the the architecture and uh, the history of America, politics is, your politics is, is equally irresistible and big and bold. And um, I do take an interest because what happens, you know, in America, if America does well, one senses that the rest of the world, and uh, including my country, Australia, does well. So it's uh, partly a selfish interest, I guess. Now, what do you hear on the phones this very night with our listeners, with our callers? Um, I, I hear the uh, both sides, the division. Um, I, it's, an, it's an exact division. I've been tallying, I think, correctly. We've had three uh, uh, votes and speeches for Romney and three for Obama and one or two others. Yeah. 
Well, at the at the risk of upsetting half your audience, I I, I do tend to see the um, conservative side. Uh, um, I, I, I lean towards their perspective in the sense that when I think of America, and again, this may be romanticizing America, but I, I think of uh, the, um, the industrious, sort of the self-preservation, um, you know, the Amish people building their own homes and the entrepreneurial spirit. So when I, when I see um, images of, you know, free cell phones being handed out or the the vouchers the food vouchers increasing that seems a little foreign in my way of thinking of america i i i think of america as a fiercely independent nation so i guess that's why i tend to understand the conservative mindset more so uh, they handle these things differently in france or in australia uh, uh, yeah, I know you're deeply invested in Australian politics as well. Are you as satisfied by the political process there as you might be if you were an American citizen participating in this election? Well, one of the one of the things I don't like about Australian politics, something an element that you have here, the primary process, uh-huh. choosing your candidates. We don't have that <clears throat> privilege. The in, parties just give you the candidates. The parties choose the the candidates, yeah. and then we're to vote between the two. Um, but um, it, Australian politics is interesting. It's less colourful. It's it's less theatrical. But it also features a basic uh, left-right division, sure. more so these days than may have been the case 20 or 30 years ago. Yes, and we have a left-of-centre government, the Labor government. Yeah. Um, and um, it, it, it's... With a female prime minister. female prime minister, Prime Minister Julia Gillard, and uh, as is the case here, when we have uh, the left government in charge, we have higher taxes, um, which is is uh, is a problem in the side of half of the Australian electorate. Um, so it appears that uh, in the next cycle it will be a conservative government. You probably know who you would vote for if you were an American citizen, but I'm not going to ask you. Uh, but... It's a delight having you here. And uh, we'll go back now to our uh, callers on 312-591-7200. And next up is Dave. And here he is, I trust. Good evening, David. Good evening, Dr. Rosenberg, and good evening, Mr. Zarb. Uh, Welcome to the United States, and I wish you a good visit while you're here. Um, I already have voted up here in Wisconsin, and I voted for uh, bringing back President Obama. There are a couple of points I'd like to make. First of all, um, partially to disagree with your caller, a few callers back, who uh, based a lot of her philosophy on the Tenth Amendment. Um, She talked about the uh, ensuring that we have the state separation, and and it really harkens back to the old uh, Brown versus Board of Education argument where the Supreme Court already has found that separate but equal is not equal and not locally, not across state lines. And as we've seen with Hurricane Sandy here, uh, there are some things that are just too big for one local or even one state government to handle. Also, too, with regard to the legislation uh, that she had talked about with regulation, that uh, my, my personal philosophy is that no person or community should be disproportionately bearing the costs while another community reaps the benefits. And whether it's pollution, whether it's uh, the... Uh, the idea of 
taxation with uh, that's disproportional in the sense that some people have the opportunity to take tax advantages for using uh, different forms of income vis-a-vis um, the uh, investment income and having abilities to write down different things, whereas just your standard wage earner doesn't have those uh, those mechanisms available to them. So I guess if that makes me a retribution, redistributionist, I guess I'll, I'll take that claim. Um, but more or less to my key point about why I voted for Obama. Um, By the way, is this the, the second time you voted for Obama? This is the second time I yeah. voted for him, yes. And I've been a, a pretty strong liberal up here. Uh, in fact, there are some things about President Obama that I didn't feel he went far enough. I didn't feel he went far enough in terms of uh, trying to at least approach the electorate with the thought of uh, health care for all along the lines of a uh, Medicare for all type of uh, government health care plan. When you, speak of being, when you speak of being up here, is that Madison by any chance? Yes, it is by all chance. You sound like a Madisonian. Well, I, I, I t- again take that claim very, very clearly. Well, I'd cut one of my... If I may, please, sir, get, get to my final point. Yes, please do. Um, the, the GOP talks about running government like a business. And when I listen to that, I really challenge all the other listeners, and, and you two, in fact, to show me a successful multinational business that has disinvested or not even kept up with investment when it comes to things like new equipment, employee training, and facilities. When we're looking at the challenges our nation is facing for the next quarter century and how over the last quarter century we've fallen behind in everything from Internet infrastructure to the uh, the uh, grid network for our electrical system, our highway system is uh, facing uh, great challenges for funding it. I work in transportation up here in, the, in Wisconsin. And all the other infrastructure that needs to be reinvested, we're disinvesting in those things, even as the rest of the world invests in those things, much less in uh, employee training and things like that. If you look at the, the Romney history of venture capital, some of the businesses that he and, and Bain Capital did acquire did get some investment, but many more were broken up. So, I mean, unless we're willing to accept a nation that's weaker on the international stage and really is incapable of economically matching its rivals, then we, I think we really need to move away from the blind obedience to that Grover Norquist oath of no new taxes ever, and that we really need to acknowledge that running a global business or a global nation does require significant reinvestment. Well, you make your point very well, very articulately, and uh, I could do some... Uh argumentative discourse with you, but that's not my intention tonight. So I commend you for a very forceful presentation. Thank you for the call. You're very welcome. And uh, we'll go to the next caller quickly, Uh, that one being Chance, it says here. Do I have that right? Uh, Is Chance the proper name? Is that me? Yes, ma'am. Oh, no, it's Ginny. Uh, Ginny, I beg your pardon. Please go ahead. Uh, yes, I'm going to vote for Barack Obama for the second time. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm a 70-year-old grandmother, um, and although I don't like leaving a huge amount of debt to my grandchildren, I also don't like leaving them uh, with the threat of uh, what climate change is going to produce in the next 20, 30, 40 years. And it bothers me that uh, the Republican Party is not even willing to talk about it and I'm hoping that's something that Barack Obama uh, takes on in his next four years. And, ma'am, once again, following uh, the basic query I've been putting to everybody, uh, did you vote for Obama four years yes. ago? Yes, I 
Yes, I did. And generally, you are a Democratic voter, are you? Generally, I started out uh, years ago as a Republican, but as the Republican Party has veered to the right, I uh, real veered very far to the right. I, I've gone with the Democrats. So to use the, the common formulation, you didn't leave the party, the party left you. Uh, it certainly did. Yeah. And right. I also, the, the, the views on uh, that um, the Democrats have on immigration and education and the way they're approaching uh, rectifying the fiscal imbalance, uh, I don't think we can, we can get out of the, the fiscal mess with just austerity measures. I think you have to let the tax cuts expire. Um, it, it, it just goes down the line. Uh, all the uh, things in the um, uh, Republican uh, platform, I, I, you know, I just can't. Abortion rights, gay rights, um, putting more money into the defense. Uh, you know, uh, Romney has said he he would he would uh, instead of cutting defense spending, mm-hmm. he would add to it. Uh, I, you know, when when um, the generals, when the people at the top say that that's not necessary, I just uh, find that that uh, just a well ridiculous comment. Well, again, from you, we've had a, a quite articulate uh, general uh, review of some of the major argue uh, argumentative points <clears throat> that have been made during the. And I and I thank you for giving me an opportunity to say that. My pleasure, ma'am. Thank you for the call. Uh, I find that we've uh, so far got an Obama majority tonight. Five for Obama and three for Romney so far. More calls to come, more uh, presentation of supportive arguments to come. Right now, the ultimate uh, truth is to be delivered from the WGN newsroom. Extension 720 with Milt Rosenberg from the Allstate Studios in Chicago on 720 WGN. We are tonight on Extension 720, simply inviting our listeners to call in and express their preferences in the presidential uh, choice, which will be made tomorrow, and, of course, to provide their uh, considered reasons for favoring the one or the other candidate, Uh, except for one caller who said he wanted to vote for the former Secretary of State. Uh, We've heard nothing but Obama or Romney, no libertarians, no Green Party Enthusiasts have shown up yet. 312-591-7200 is where you reach us. And, uh, of course, if you're trying to reach us, you're hitting the busy signal. But the uh, inevitably proper strategy is to try again right after we say goodnight to a prior caller. And now we give Chance the chance that he uh, should have had about 10 minutes ago. Good evening. You're on the air. Good evening. Thanks for taking my call. As a veteran and dumb old farm boy from Iowa, I was always told, don't fix it if it ain't broke. But this country now is financially, ethically, and morally broke. So it's time to change and fix it. I believe I'm a Romney supporter. I will be voting for Romney. But I I believe that uh, some of the people have got this Republican-Democrat thing too far. This is not a Republican problem. It's not a Democrat problem. It's America's problem, and we have to fix it. We, we need to vote for the right man. I've never voted a straight ticket. I vote for the man. Who did you vote but for I, four I, years? Who did you vote for four years ago, sir? Mr. McCain. For McCain, yeah. Yes, sir. 
Did you say I you're calling? I have to be in Vietnam when he was at the Hanoi Hill. Is that a fact? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I was a member of 18th SOS. Benghazi has got me so upset that it's it's not funny. Other people ought to be in arms. I was in special operations in Vietnam. I know the call signs has changed since then, but I know call signs. I know the rules of engagement. I, I, I know the things that are supposed to go at step one, two, and three, and four, and this was not done. Yeah. Where, and, and it's just got me upset. So I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Where are you calling from in Iowa? Uh, actually, I'm in Sheboygan. I'm a truck driver. I just pulled into Sheboygan. I've got to unload tomorrow. I, I live just in Iowa City. I guess you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you very much. Very strongly uh, expressed sentiments. And as a matter of fact, I rather agree with some portions of what that caller has told us. Certainly the Benghazi thing. It's amazing to me that the American press has in the main avoided talking about and exposing what has been revealed, possibly by unhappy CIA personnel who feel that they've been asked to take the blame for something which they would have handled otherwise. Uh, However that ultimately works out, we won't know for quite some time, not until long after this election is concluded, Uh, though this is relevant to the election, surely. 312-591-7200. Next up is George. Good evening, George. You're on the air. Good evening. Not only uh, Benghazi, but the other pending scandal is Fast and Furious. Um, that's, a, that's an older scandal. That's an older scandal, but, you know, he's going to have to deal with that one, too, you know, stack up these scandals. Uh, you know, if you if you consider spending the country into oblivion, the $16 trillion debt that this country can never pay off again. But the most recent thing that uh, caught my craw was his, his comment to the crowd, what was it, today or yesterday, I believe? He's exhorting the crowd to go vote out of revenge. Yeah. I mean, that is the rantings of an old-style uh, Bolshevik revolutionary. And, and the media, I, I gather you're not voting for Obama. No, it, it, proudly for Romney. You know, it's, it's – uh, the, the media has been so, you know – in in the hip pocket of, of the Democratic Party, for some reason, I, more so now than ever before, it's 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 almost embarrassing. It's painful to listen to. You know it. why the media is in the pocket for for the left? Because well, uh, the media well, is staffed by people who went to university uh, exactly. within the last uh, ten, twenty, or thirty years, and so that's what they learned from their humanities and social science professors. The, 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 the left is, turn of uh, of the American electorate in some part is traceable to uh, the tenured radicals who, uh, who reached positions of power and of prominence in American academic life. I'm convinced media, of that. The media historically has always been left to center going back to the days of Edward R. Murrow. I mean, you know, it's, it's always been, uh, but not so, uh, so, uh, so obvious. Uh, they, they don't even try to hide the fact of being uh, fair and impartial towards, uh, you know, the two candidates, it's so squarely in, in you know, Obama's camp. And uh, what was it, Tom Brokaw, the, the night before uh, the last election in 2008, uh, to the other commentator, he says, well, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, we really don't know what he's all about. He's never been vetted. We really don't know what this man's all about. <laughs> that was a little shocking at the time. And now that you know what he's about, 
how can anybody in good conscience, you know, when he goes out and tell people to vote out of revenge, that that is chilling. You know, somebody wrote that line for him, or he himself remembered a book title from many years ago, Living Well is the Best Revenge. It's a book about a couple who were in the uh, Epscott Fitzgerald circle on the Riviera of France uh, in the 1920s. Um, and uh, I think that line was in his mind when he said voting is the best revenge. Oh, my God. But all the same, it, it betrays a kind of anger, to be sure, which isn't all that uh, consoling or all that pleasant from a presidential candidate. The media keeps re-underlining re, uh, the, 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 in, in their minds that this has been the most negative campaign. Well, yes, on the parts of the uh, Democratic Party, but uh, Romney brings up legitimate criticisms of, you know, the, the past four years, and Obama counters with empty slogans like Romnesia, cutie cute, and then he has cheapened the presidency to the point of, of can you imagine Eisenhower or Kennedy or Johnson or Jimmy Carter or any president prior to this one going on The View? He, he, my God, Obama's been on every you know low third-rate television show. The only thing he hasn't hit so far is The Price is Right. Well, Bill Clinton showed up on somebody's late-night talk show to um, to blow his saxophone. Well, that that was before he was president, not after he was president. That was the Tonight Show with when Jay he was, Leno. When he was a candidate, to be sure. When he was a candidate, but yeah. and so was JFK and uh, to, to Tonight Show with Jack Clark. But that was prior to being president. Yeah, you got to ask yourself the question: Is he, you know, he's president? Does he have all this time on his hands with all these problems that uh, he's either inherited or created on his own part? Does he have that kind of time to go on? the view and, uh, you know, have, have the cheerleaders, you know, genuflect at his altar. Well, you've made yourself clear, sir, and I thank, thank you for the you call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure to hear from you. And we pause for a quick round of commercials. This is Extension 720 with Milt Rosenberg on 720 WGN. I do note that we've actually got one phone line available at this very moment. 312-591-7200 is uh, the number. For whoever grabs it first, 312-591-7200. Ken has been waiting for a while, and we go to him next. Good evening, Ken. You're on the air. Uh, thank you. I'd like to talk about the first thing on the ballot, which is a constitutional amendment to uh, basically do away with cost of living increases for uh, retired uh, teachers and policemen and prosecutors like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a $2,900 a month pension for, you know, being a prosecutor for 27 years. And uh, every January, you know, it goes up 3%. Uh, and it's a flat 3% on the $2,900. It's not compounded. so You're not going to get rich that way, surely. The, the 2900 that I started out with, okay? Yeah. And what this bill does is it gets rid of that. And it makes a a, a uh, uh, and it gets rid of my wife's three percent increase too. She was a teacher for thirty three years, and uh, makes a, you have to have a special legisl- vote in the legislature with sixty percent to have any pension 
you know, cost of living increase. Now, that's that, that, that's ridiculous. It's like the filibuster in the Senate. I see your concern, sir, but I really need to press you just a bit. We're talking basically about the presidential choice tonight. Or does your concern well, about you that amendment to relate to the I presidential issue? Obama, I, you know, my family was Republican from the Civil War to 1972. Yeah. You know, I was head of the co-chairman of the Youth for Nixon at Lewis College in 1968. I voted for Nixon because he had planned to end the war, and then he didn't do it. So I voted for McGovern in 72, uh, and my vote actually counted because I was going to school in Massachusetts, you know. The one state he carried, as I remember it. America with Howard Zinn. Yeah. You remember him? Yes, indeed. Uh, And I voted uh, for Carter, and... uh, so where do you stand tomorrow? I voted. Uh, I voted for uh, Bill Clinton twice. I voted for George Bush uh, the second twice because I figured he'd get rid of the assault weapons ban, which he did. And I voted for Obama twice. And who did you vote for in two thousand and twelve? Obama. You're voting for Obama tomorrow, or you voted already? Oh, no, have you? I already voted. Yeah. Okay, we've got that, and I thank you, sir, for the call. Uh, the count at the moment is Obama six. And uh, Romney 5, 312-591-7200 is the number as we go uh, to uh, Trace, I gather, on this line. Good evening. You're on the air. Yes. Hi, Mel. Thank you for your program. Thank you, Mel. Yeah, I take issue with a couple of things. Fast and Furious was started under President W. Bush. It used to be called Operation, um, it was called a different operation. At, at the time, and it mm-hmm. was an operation where it was called Gun Walking Operation. It was conducted by the Phoenix, Arizona branch, but it was started, I don't want to belabor the point, but it was started under President Bush. So that's not necessarily true what the guy said about Obama. Um, and another thing, uh, you know, people keep talking about uh, that it was a negative campaign. Uh, I, I just saw Romney could tell a lot of uh He didn't tell the truth a lot of the time. He started out okay, and then near the end, he just started grabbing anything. And I think any president of the United States, first of all, they should be honest. And I don't feel like Mitt Romney showed that. And I don't think anybody should vote for the president who has to have so much responsibility over the country, sometimes over the world, that if he tells one small lie, then you need to watch that person. And I gather you are voting, or do I understand you have already voted for Obama? I have already voted for Obama. I would like to see him be successful. I didn't vote for him because he was black. I vote for him because he's intelligent. He's a Harvard uh, graduate. He's an attorney. He was a uh, community organizer. He was a senator of Illinois. That's why I'm voting for him. And he cares about basic, just basic Right. When you tell me you didn't vote for him because he's black, that suggests to me that you probably are black. Is that right? You're right. Right. And so most of the people, most of the African-Americans, I would say to vote for him because they know he's smart, Mm -hmm. intelligent. But you know that there are some leading um, black um, politicians and black intellectuals uh, who uh, have come out against Obama. What do you make of that? Well, I think that they will vote for him, though. And, I mean, it's okay to be critical. But the person I believe in this country that's going to have our back, including you, Milt, 
is will be Barack Obama. I believe that. And uh, millions of other people believe that. And then this is another thing I want to point out quickly, too. The hurricane that happened in, in New Jersey, think about this. Romney's a billionaire. He has billionaire friends. Why didn't they, Donald Trump, why didn't they write a check to those people? Bring them some trailers. Bring them some food, some tents. Bring them some clothing. Well, you know, Donald you do Trump, you do Trump. overestimate the fortune of Mr. Romney considerably. He's only got about less than half a billion. Uh, and as for Donald Trump, he's also declared bankruptcy a number of times. These are not necessarily the most potent billionaires in the country. But we do thank you very much for the call. And we'll go directly, and I've got that entered um, as another vote for Obama. Seven, Obama, five for Romney. 312-591-7200 is the number. And we go next to Tracy. Uh, good evening. You're on the air. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. And I'm calling from St. Louis as well. All right. Throw that out there. Um, I'm voting for Barack Obama. Um, I did not actually vote in the last election. I was preoccupied in recording studios, so I did not get a chance to vote. But this time I'm voting because um, I started seeing a change in my company in the fall of 2006 where jobs were, uh, were everybody was getting a lot more titles to, they were uh, taking on more. And then at the start of 07, I started watching the middle management just go, just vanish. This one's gone. That one's gone. That one's gone. And uh, our company, I work for a logistical company that's in several states throughout um, the country. And um, it was just, I managed to stay till October 2008, but by that time there was nothing left to our company but a skeleton crew. And I don't think that, the job loss has been caused by Obama. It bothers me that I keep hearing that it's his fault when I know and I saw myself in my own company that it was happening before Obama was even in office. Um, fortunately, I was able to go back to the company in 2010, and I've been able to work through this time when um, a lot of other people aren't. But my other thing is that Mitt Romney scares me literally scares me that he's going to take us down and take the country down with him if he's elected. What do you find so um, scary? The part is scary about his relationship with Israel and what will happen with Israel and Iraq and uh, Turkey and Syria. And um, I, we've already paid for two wars on a credit card that we can't even pay for right now. I'm tired of going to war, talk about war. We haven't even brought home everybody over there it's in Afghanistan, everywhere else from the previous two wars um, in the first place that we can't pay for. And this deficit and what we're going through right now is a result for the last eight years of Bush. I'm tired of the lies from Republicans. I'm tired. They are mean. They, this is the most mean-spirited and vindictive election that I have ever seen. I'm only 40 years old. This is, I've only been voting since the first Bush was in office. I'm scared. I'm scared for my kids. I'm scared there's not going to be a future with him, at least with Obama. I feel like we're, that we're in this together. He makes me feel like we're all together. We're not separated. We're not a separated class. Mitt Romney has made it clear he doesn't care about the 47% of us. Mm -hmm. Well, I want somebody that's going to care about 100% of us. And I feel that, um, I feel that with Obama. And, um, I'm going to vote for him tomorrow. I did not. Unfortunately, I said I did not vote in the last election. This time, I'm voting, and I'm, I'm 
pleaded with people, don't not vote in this election. Well, you uh, you speak uh, for your cause quite effectively. Uh, one wonders whether it's from a prepared script just a bit, uh, but uh, certainly uh, you are articulate. Uh, and we will go to another caller quickly. We need to be a bit a bit shorter on the calls. Time is now running out. We want to register as many people as we can. At the same time, we do uh, look forward to your taking the opportunity to express the uh, the thoughtful basis for your support for one or the other candidate. And we go next to um, Tom, I do believe, and uh, you are on the air, sir. Good evening. Hello, Milt. All right, I'm calling because I wanted to remind people why people voted for Barack Obama in the first time around in 2008. I stood in Grant Park with the voters at the time uh, when he was you know, elected, when he won the election that year. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting. He was an agent of change. People wanted change because for eight years they, were, they, they grew disillusioned over what was going on. So did you get what you were expecting? Yeah, I think so, because I've, I've been a, a pretty much a loyal Democrat most of my life, and I think that he followed in the footsteps of a lot of the things that Bill Clinton was doing in the 90s. And So we know, register I, you as I, another vote for Obama, do we? Because he has yeah. fulfilled his but, promises. Yeah. I just want to remind people, though, that, you know, in 2000, we had the Bush-Gore election debacle that uh, people were very angry about. Then we had 9-11. We went to war. But we were hearing stories about the war, the way that it was being uh, prosecuted, that there was torture going on, that there was Abu Ghraib, that there was uh, privatized companies uh, like Blackwater. So I have to ask you a question. I want to interrupt you, if you'll allow me to interrupt you for a moment. A lot of ask you, I would like to ask you a question. May I do that? What? I'm trying to ask you a question. I just think that people were ready for change, and Obama seemed like a smart guy. He was a new guy. Did did you hear me attempting to ask you a question? Could you stop for a moment? Okay, go ahead. Please. Uh, Are you a regular listener to this program? Yes. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of political talk shows. I see. Did you uh, prepare uh, your presentation tonight in advance of your calling? I just turned you on at 9 o'clock, and I'm saying this on the top of my head. Okay, well, you are to be commended for uh, considerable articulate uh, capability, as is true for many of our callers. But I need to interrupt you because it's time for us to pause for an update on the news, and that takes priority. So with that, to the WGN Newsroom. This is Extension 720 with Milt Rosenberg on 720 WGN. And as we continue tonight, here's a most interesting email from uh, a regular listener to the program, Elisa, who says the following. The listeners calling in tonight to say that they are voting for Barack Obama sound like they are repeating talking points from an Obama campaign mass email. I'm curious to know if an email went out encouraging people to call in. What do you think about asking them if they are regular listeners to your show? I was asking that of the last caller, as a matter of fact. Uh, or how they were led to call in tonight. They don't sound like your regular listeners. Um, Well, they don't sound like irregular listeners. Uh, They sound more liberal than I am, at least with regard to the current presidential matter. Lots of people are, of course. Still, uh, uh, Elisa goes on to say, this is reminding me of the night you had Stanley Kurtz on. That goes back a long time ago in our history, but it's... um, it's interesting to remember. I won't repeat 
the drama of the night that Stanley Kurtz was on, but there was certainly a concerted effort at that time to uh, to denounce what he had to say and indeed to get us off the air if possible. 312-591-7200 is the number, and I think I'll go to number four. Darlene is on the air. Good evening. Hi, Milt. How are you? Just fine, ma'am. Well, I just wanted to say I haven't voted for Republican president since Ronald Reagan, and I will be doing so tomorrow. And your reason is? I voted for Barack Obama four years ago, and I am extremely disappointed. By what? Well, the job market is extremely deplorable. I have a brother-in-law who is educated, college-educated, and doesn't have a job after four years. Um, I think we are bringing into this mix things that shouldn't even be on the table, namely abortion and um, gay rights, marriage. We shouldn't even be talking about that right now. The economy is where we need to be talking about. And people that don't understand that, I don't, I don't get it. And, these, and also, if you want all these things, guess what? Your taxes are going to go way up. Why don't people understand that? We, you had someone we, from Wisconsin call about her children. Well, guess what? Your children are going to be paying for all these things that we can't pay for. Especially in Illinois, we understand that. We can't cover all these costs. We are so far in debt, it isn't even funny. You've made a switch from the voting that you did four years ago to the voting you will do tomorrow. Yes, uh, absolutely. What's happened in your your social world, so to speak. How many people do you know who've uh, been through that same transition, if any? Actually, it's been a very ugly argument recently with friends. Um, you know, you, you just finally get to, you know, we're not even going to talk politics anymore. This has been the ugliest election I have ever been through. And most of your friends are Obama loyalists, I gather, from what you've just said. Some are, yes. Many are. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's very disturbing. You can't even discuss it, so I just back off. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Very interesting and informative, I would say. And we'll go next to George, uh, who joins us at WGN Radio. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Milt. How are you? All right. Milt, I'd like to get your comments on this. I'm going to be voting for Romney, and my reason is that the one thing that the president can do and does have control of is uh, nominating the uh, Supreme Court uh, people, and uh, I think we might have two Supreme Court justices that might be retiring in the next four years, and I think they're on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, that would cause a very bad imbalance if Obama gets in, because, of course, there'll be left-wing uh, people that he'll be nominating, and that does have a big say of what would happen in the country over the next four years, when, or any longer than that, because these people are in there till the end. Uh, I'd like to get your comments on that, uh, what could happen to that imbalance. Well, I think you're right. Uh, If uh, President Obama is returned to office, he will have at least one, quite possibly two, Supreme Court uh, positions to fill. And yes, he will um, 
reproduce in kind, so to speak. And sure, if Romney were there, uh, he would appoint different kinds of people. Uh, I've often wondered why, I've often worried and wondered about the whole Supreme Court nomination procedure. Uh, And uh, it's one thing to act uh, on the basis of your ideology and of your left-right position as president, but that leaves consequences which may last through the next two or three or four presidential administrations. There Maybe there ought to be some other way to handle the Supreme Court. But uh, if you say that to any lawyer, they'll easily shout, shout you down, any <laughs> professor of law at least. Uh, I thank you, sir, for the call. Very interesting and important consideration to keep in mind, uh, namely Supreme Court uh, uh, nominations. Um, and we go to the next caller, 312-591-7200. And I believe the next caller is number... I'm having a little confusion here. I'll go to line number two, and Alan is on the air. Good evening, sir. I'm sorry, is that me? Yes, sir, please. <laughs> yeah, this is Alan. Out in Whiteside County, I think probably you're getting most calls from closer to the lake. Um, well, I'm making country, but uh, I'm very independent. <laughs> probably too much so. I think you and I agree, though, that Illinois has very little chance of, uh, of getting any electoral votes for Romney. However, <laughs> uh, I influenced a couple voters on the other side of the river in Iowa, and I told them it's on their shoulders. It's on the knife edge, and their votes may have uh, may swing Iowa. So they're they're kind of <laughs> wondering if that could be the case. Well, I gather you're in the Romney column. What are your reasons? Uh, <laughs> a long list. Uh, we could we could do with Obamacare and a number of things. Uh, I'm a business person, and. Uh, we we have Northwestern Steel and Wire sitting here near us. Empty used to have 5,000 employees over 120 years. Uh, it's it's all but flat wasteland now, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we can't stand much more of this. Are you are you over in the Quad Cities? Do I understand? No, I'm 30 miles from the. I'm in Illinois, in Whiteside County, Ronald Reagan country. Uh-huh. Uh, but but I have friends across the river in Clinton and Iowa City. Uh, my son's in Iowa City and uh, so on. But uh, uh, that one sounds like a toss up. So I I feel good. Having uh, strong assurances that at least two votes went uh, went the other way because of me. So we'll see what happens. Good. Thank you so much for the call. And quickly to the next one. We want to move a bit more quickly as time begins to lapse. And next up is Evelyn. Good evening. You're on the air. Hi, Mr. Rosenberg. <clears throat> Thank you for taking my call. Yes, it's our pleasure. Please go ahead. I'm going to vote for Romney because I do not agree with the Obamacare and... With my religious background, I don't agree with the same-sex marriage either. Uh, what religious background is that? I'm a um, Baptist, Christian Baptist. Mm-hmm. Well, the president wasn't at all sure of uh, same-sex marriage for most of his uh, uh, first term until he finally had a clarification, or what the source of that was exactly, I don't know, but he yeah. did uh, finally endorse same-sex marriage. Only about half a year ago, I do believe. Yeah. I wonder if he had the election in mind. Probably. Well, but he's, he, but he, uh, that that got you off his, his uh, list of supporters, you see. Yeah, I'm um, a, usually a Democratic voter, but this time I'm. There a you are. Yeah. I thank you for the call. Thank you. And we'll go quickly on with additional callers. Three one two. Five nine one seven two double zero. Mike joins us. 
Mike, good evening. Good evening. Long-time listener, regular caller. Nobody sent me a, a text or an email to call in. I'm not reading off any talking points. I'm going to vote for Mr. Romney. I voted for Mr. McCain four years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Mr. Obama. I don't trust Chicago Democrats. I believe that Mr. Obama wants to erode our rights to religious freedom. A week ago Thursday, my daughter got a call on her phone. She didn't turn the phone off going into school, telling her that Mr. Romney wanted to take away her reproductive rights. Now, the thing is, my daughter's 11 years old. She goes to a Immaculate Conception school, and someone is talking to her about reproductive rights. That should be kept within the family. I shouldn't have the government butting their nose into it. Did they call your daughter by name? No. They called on her cell phone a robocall. Yeah. But they they should investigate these. I thought we had, you know, no call, you know, rules for the cell phones. We weren't supposed to be bothered. But you should err on the side of caution to that. I don't need the government talking to my daughter about religion, about money, about reproductive rights. And it seems like Mr. Obama never takes the blame for when he does something wrong. You have to remember, everything about this man is made up. His great college pedigree is made up. How can someone who has gone to Harvard make the mistake of four years ago saying he's been to 57 states and make the mistake of saying just because you increase the supply of something, the price will not go down. Supply and demand, the law of supply and demand, everybody learns junior year of high school. But this man seems to make mistakes. And I would remind everybody, Neil Ferguson was on your program a few months ago. He wrote an article in Newsweek. Go back and read it. Because some of Mr. Obama's biggest economic supporters say he just doesn't get it. They can't explain to him if A happens and B will follow because he doesn't know what A is. Well, uh, thank you, sir, for the call. Very interesting contribution. As for the 57 states, I think that was because uh, later that night uh, the Obamas were to dine with Teresa Hines Carey and her husband, Senator Carey. Teresa Hines Carey, of course, has her vast fortune because she was earlier married to a Hines of Hines 57 varieties. Uh, so it's just a matter of uh, loose uh, cognitive association, which produced an error. We're all capable of error of that sort. So we can forgive the president for he really knows that there are um, how many states? Probably 50. Or is it 51? Or is it 48? No, that was when I was young. <laughs> At any rate, we pause right now for our last round of commercials, and then back to the phones on 312-591-7200. Extension 720 with Milt Rosenberg on 720 WGN. Um, It is time to talk, if only briefly, about what we're doing tomorrow night. We are, of course, covering the election. Election coverage will begin full force at 7 p.m. tomorrow uh, with various people. Uh, Paul Green will be one of them. Uh, various others. I will pop in for a few uh, words of uh, psychological uh, import, perhaps. But then um, Extension 720 takes over uh, fully at 10 p.m. or thereabouts. It depends upon whether there's a late speech of concession or declaration of victory. But I'll be here with the A-team. That's Richard Ciccone and uh, uh, 
Charlie Lipson and uh, uh, and Chris Roebling, who've been with us through um, either, at least two of them have been with us on every one of the debates, as well as they will be with us tomorrow night, just interpreting what happened and why it happened and how it happened. There is the possibility, of course, that by midnight when we go off the air, uh, there will still not be a declared winner. Uh, things look a, a little scratchy and difficult, particularly because of all the um, the absentee ballots and all of the uh, pre-balloting and so on. And we know that uh, squads of lawyers, hundreds of lawyers for each party, will be trying to invalidate some portion of the vote for the opposite party. Uh, it's going to be a messy day, I think. But I do hope that by this time tomorrow night, we will have uh, a clear decision as to who will be president for the next four years. Right now, we'll go directly back to our callers. On three one two five nine one seventy two hundred. Steve is next up. Good evening, Steve. You're on the air. Hi. Uh, first, I'd like to humbly commend you for a balanced program. I know you personally skew to the right, as well as often many of your guests, And uh, but I thank you for your, your balanced program tonight. And uh, my comment is, I, I'm certainly on the left, and certainly voted, uh, we'll vote for Obama, actually did vote for Obama, as uh, I did last year. Although, uh, last four years ago, I did not vote for him in the primary. I voted for Hillary. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, getting on, I was... I want you to know that you've just balanced the uh, the list. We had, uh, before you called, we had 10 for Romney, 9 for Obama. You've now made it 10-10. Okay, all right. Uh, well, I'm sure you'll get more as he, you know, it's a very heated subject here. Uh, my, my comment is, I believe, and this is any moderate, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, I believe a vote for Romney will embolden the tax, uh, excuse me, the Tea Party. As, as politics will go, if Romney wins, as we know what will happen, if he gets in there, the Tea Party will go, we got you there. It's time to pay us back. Uh, in my opinion, the Tea Party has some, and may others, far right-wing, or at least far right. Well, right-wing is kind of, you know, a certain connotation, but far far right uh, ideas. Anyone who's a moderate, if you want the party of Rockefeller to come back, you want uh, someone, uh, moderate Republicans, who many people say there are no more, like Dick Luger, Indiana Lost, others, if you want those parties to come back, I personally think a vote for Romney will lessen those chances. You'll, you'll get a much more, even further right, Republican Party, uh, and it's going That's not the sort of governor he was as a Republican governor. But I take your point, and I thank you for the call. And we have to move quickly now. We go quickly to the next caller, and that is Nick, who joins us. Good evening, sir. You're on the air. Okay, thank you. Uh, my vote's for Romney. It appears obvious to me that the black race forgot completely the 20 years of association that Obama had with uh, the preacher Jeremiah Wright with his hate-filled America speeches. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, Mr. Obama is an empty suit. Why did he spend so much money trying to avoid showing his birth certificate? How insane is that? Uh, And people forget that the last two years of the Bush administration, Congress was totally dominated by Democrats. I don't know why uh, we run into an electorate that just won't remember the facts. Again, uh, well expressed, duly noted, and I thank you, sir, for the call. And moving quickly, we go next to Robert, who has just joined us at WGN Radio. Good evening. 
Good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I consider myself mostly independent. I agree with both sides on a lot of issues, but I am not voting for Romney this time. Uh, two reasons would be I don't think anybody really knows what he is. He's changed his mind on a lot of subjects, such as gun control, and I do not think that we can afford another war. I think our money can be well spent here at home taking care of our own before we go to another war, whether it's with China, uh, somebody in the Middle East, or Russia. Okay, we've got you down, and that brings the uh, brings the balance. Uh, the balance is restored. Eleven for Romney, eleven for Obama. As we consume the last four or five minutes of the program, with a few more quick calls. The next one is from Len. You are on the air, sir. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd just like to make some comments here. Uh, I'm for Romney. Uh, it's basically not so much for Romney as I am against Obama. I just don't like Obamacare. I don't like the excessive spending. In my particular case, I am not better off than I was four years ago. My house is worth less. My taxes are up. I see a lot of friends losing their houses, more unemployment. I can't see how anybody thinks that the direction he's going is the right direction. That's basically my comment. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got you down. Thank you, sir. Uh, you know, we're... Uh running very short on time, uh, but let's work in a, a number of additional calls if we possibly can. And the next one is Tom, who has reached us here at WGN Radio. Good evening, sir. Hey, good evening. Um, I just want to point out that uh, Mitt Romney uh, isn't the same Mitt Romney that was the governor of Massachusetts. He's not uh, talking very moderate compared to what, how he was back then. Um, I, I grew up in Massachusetts. I've still got a lot of family and friends back there. And, and actually, The Atlantic has written a couple of articles. Um, and, you know, if you Google, was Mitt Romney a good governor in Massachusetts, you know, they'll pop up, I'm sure. And, you know, he, um, he just, uh, he, I, I would say if, if, he, if he left this, that office with the uh, approval rating that he had when he went in, then, you know, I, I'd be thinking, oh, gosh, I really should, you know, take a, a second look. But he didn't. He, he left with, like, a 34% approval rating, whereas he went in with, like, 60 or close to 70%. And, uh, you know, it's just that uh, the people in Massachusetts are, like, I think 20 percentage points uh, ahead. Um, I'm sorry. Um, you know, they're they're – Supporting Obama by about twenty percentage points, um, and that's that's pretty telling. I mean, I get you, you know, sir. And on that basis, I presume you are voting for Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I voted done, early, and I voted for him the first time around too. All right, I got you down, and we'll uh, round it up with a few more very quick calls on five nine one seven two double zero. Mark has just joined us. Good evening. You're on the air. Good evening, sir. I talked to you several, several years ago when I was a big supporter of Dick Gephardt. But you know what? 28 years ago, I'm Paul Simon's original student coordinator, SIU Carbondale. And you know what? We were getting ready to get Paul Simon catapulted up and defeat Charles Percy. The same issues that we're talking about, sir, today, we're talking about 28 years ago. I'm for Obama, and here's why. Barack Obama is the man. Barack Obama get the job done for America. It is time to end the gridlock in Washington. And Joe Biden, he's done an awesome job. I'll tell you what. 
I'll tell you what, sir. I'll tell you what. You're shouting too loud, and I've got your view, but I don't want to end uh, at so high decibel a level. Uh, we'll work in one more caller, and that one is Phyllis, and you are on the air. Good evening. Good evening. I'm voting for President Obama. Uh, we have con- had continual job growth uh, since he's been in office. Uh, we were losing many, many jobs uh, at the end of Bush's term. And I will not vote for Romney because he lies. Uh, we have uh, heard him uh, say one thing uh, to one group and something else to another group. And um, he certainly could have helped the people in Freeport, Illinois, your state. Thank you. Well, I thank you for the call. Um, I gather then that uh, other political candidates never lie, and that we find no lies or prevarications or fudging in the performance record of President Obama over the last almost four years. At any rate, we're just about out of time. Mike Zarb. Uh, from Sydney, Australia, who's been with us all night. Uh, and I've got literally about 30 seconds. Your last reflection on what you've heard listening to Americans. Uh, would we hear the same in Australia, just with a somewhat different accent? Uh, I'd, I'd say um, the, uh, the Australian public would probably be a little bit more reserved, um, but uh, it's great to hear the American folks coming out in full bloom and we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of vehemence tonight yeah particularly yeah. as we went towards the end of the evening i thought yeah. the second last caller it sounded like um was it donald trumpka maybe i don't not. know well, he was no. shouting his way mm. certainly at any rate just good to have had you here mike and thanks to all for listening we've i've enjoyed the evening uh surely there's a lot of intensity uh, the final count i should report is obama 14 and romney 12 um And that predicts nothing whatsoever about what will actually happen tomorrow. What will happen tomorrow night, of course, is full coverage from 7 p.m. on. And when we get the air at around 10 o'clock, my A-team will be here to discuss and to uh, define uh, what has been happening all through the day and to tell us whether we've got a president finally chosen for the next four years. Thanks to all for listening and a most cordial good night to all.